0: I don't care. Do whatever you want. It's your show. Never gonna. To...
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where we really don't wanna. In every episode, we'll be taking a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves and the other. Well, that's where the reluctancy comes in. We are your hosts. I am Zach, and I am joined. As always by my co-host who just crawled out of his weird little freaky sex dungeon, (laughs) Scotty Westside. How you doing man? Uh,
0: I'm good. It was getting a little cramped in there. You know, you put a, a magical dimension inside of a trunk and you think you're good. You think you built it big enough for, for all your sex toys and, and your sex <laughs> swings and such, but it never is big enough once, once you get going. So I had, I had to get out of there for a while. It had been a real bender in there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I believe you, man. H- how are you doing this week, dude?
0: I am doing excellent. Uh, you know, things, things are good. Uh, my Rockies won today. I just recently got and set up uh, a real, real snazzy robot vacuum that I already fucking love, and I'm like, "Why did I wait so long to to get one of these? Because it's rad." Mm-hmm. So life is grand. I, what can I say? <laughs> That's <laughs> that sounds have, awesome, man. I have a low bar for my life being grand, as you can tell.
1: <laughs> sounds like well, you know. The Rockies winning is not really a low bar. That's That's a high bar. That's a very high bar. That doesn't happen very often. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, In other news, my Astros uh, lost to the Angels today, Uh, but we did win with 16 points yesterday.
0: Did you really just call them points? (laughs) Points. You're going to seem like such a fake baseball fan now.
1: I did. I did sound like
0: you are a fake baseball fan. (laughs) I hate you. Amanda
1: is more of a baseball, real baseball fan. Than you are. It's uh, it's not, it's not completely wrong, guys. Uh, Amanda's cool <laughs> like that, though. Uh, how is, are you she's doing, pal? I'm doing good, man. Um, been playing MLB the Show, and I suck. Yeah. It's yeah. so bad. Yeah, um, it's a fun game. It's it's tough. It's a hard game. Yeah. Um, been watching a lot of One Piece. Hell yeah! Uh, and I have been excited as fuck. To finish this book with you and know yeah, your thoughts.
0: That's uh I, I think we'll have some interesting discussion here today. I I hope everyone listened to last week's episode when we had Sam and Emily from Harry Potter and the Half Drunk podcast on. That was a hell of a lot of fun. Uh I hope they had as much fun as I did. As we did. I, I think I can speak for Zach here and
1: I mean, I don't know. I just got shit on most of the shows. so <laughs>
0: well, that was, it was true. It was nice to have some backup to help shit on you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was awesome. I I got a lot of the answers I feel like that I was theorizing about in that episode with them. So I hope they enjoy my reactions if they listen to this. But it was a hell of a lot of fun. Go listen to that if you have not already. Yeah.
1: And if you're not uh, checking them out, remember their podcast is Harry Potter and the Half Drunk Podcast. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts at. And they are pretty active on social media as well. So go give them a follow and you know interact with them because they're super cool people.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely, for sure. But yeah, uh, this is... So I actually... We, me and Zach were just talking about this. I felt like I had been reading this book for a really long ass time i know i made a big deal in the first episode of this book about it being 37 chapters long and i was like it feels long so i went back and i uh, i checked their them their records on <laughs> when we had recorded the first episode of this podcast and it has been just over two months now we did take a couple weeks off at one point but i was like holy shit i've been reading this book for over two months that's crazy it's a good thing you've loved it so much yeah good thing so so much no it's been fine it's just it's a lot of time to spend in one book and talking about one book so as much as i have enjoyed it i am glad to be finishing it up here
1: yeah yeah I, i'm excited to hear your thoughts on the end of this so we're doing uh for everybody at home we're doing chapters 35 through the end right 35 36 37 right just three chapters
0: that is correct and then final thoughts as we always do for the book as a whole
1: sounds good man well why don't we just jump into it what hit me with them yeah uh
0: some of these chapters are are deep and dense so i definitely have a decent amount of notes even for just three chapters here so yeah Mm -hmm. we will dive in of course where we last left our hero harry is he had uh Confronted, been confronted by Voldy and the uh, the Death Eaters in the graveyard. Very spooky. Uh, it was it was great. And <laughs> through nonsense, uh, you know, freaking magic bullshit, he had managed to escape. Grabbed Cedric's body, grabbed hold of the port key, and was being transported back. And that's where we last left last left our hero so we'll pick up hot and fresh with harry popping back in right there by the maze um everyone's crowd around him trying to figure out what happened <clears throat> harry very protective of cedric's dead body because people are like trying to pry him away from it and i think that's you know that's cool of him because you know he he feels this connection and um you know it's a very, it's very human moment, right? For him. It's a very human moment. Even though Cedric is dead, he he feels this protection of it, which I think is, a, is a, just a cool thing. Uh, he tells Dumble that Voldy is back. Um, Big drops the bomb right there to vol- or to Dumble immediately. So <sighs> Fudge is here. Fudge rocks up, and he's like, he needs to go to the hospital. He's ill. He's injured. Um, but Dumble. Dumble doesn't want anyone but to take him himself. Right. He doesn't want anyone else to, to take him. Dumble, obviously, as we know, has done a lot to protect Harry over over the years, and he wants to protect him here. However, Cedric Diggory's parents are, like, coming, and...
1: Oh, but are they on their way? They,
0: they're also <laughs> on their way. <laughs> And someone's like, don't you think you should talk to them, Dumble, before they see, you know, what's Cedric's body here? And Dumble's like, okay, yes, stay here, Harry. I, I need to go talk to Cedric's parents. So he tells him to stay here. He, he goes off, and then someone comes up and is like, it's all right, son, I've got you. Come on, hospital wing and harry harry's kind of like you know he's in pain he's been through a lot he's kind of he's in
1: shock man he's
0: in shock for sure he's kind of in and out of consciousness uh his scars still hurting his vision is like all blurred and this person is like come on let's go you need to lie down and holy fucking shit it's moody this reveal here Oh my god! I this. Oh my god! I don't even know where to begin with this, Zachary. I, yeah, I had a feeling this was coming. <laughs> let me let me get through a little bit here, then we could expound upon this more. I, I yeah, literally, my next note just says, "Holy fucking shit!" It's Moody. Uh Moody takes him inside this, his office. Is this office. the
1: moment that that you knew it was Moody?
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty that much. You, that
1: you were like, okay. It's it's gotta be Mad-Eye.
0: Right, because they don't, like, uh, you only have the voice talking to Harry. They don't, she doesn't say who it is for the longest time. So it's already, like, very suspicious. And it's, like, dragging him away from everyone where everyone is. And Dumble told him to stay. So it's like, this is already, like, bad news. And then as soon as it was revealed it was moody, I was like, oh, fucking what? Come on. So, yeah, at this point, I pretty much knew immediately. Uh-huh. Moody takes him inside his office. He has him drink some kind of potion. I was like, he's fucking just poisoning his ass right out of the gate. But apparently this is not actually anything. It does seem to actually wake him up. There's there's no details about this later. So, fake Moody was just giving him like a legit, like, hey, wake up potion. Maybe some coffee. I don't know. I don't was. remember what
1: he gives him.
0: He has him drink something. Some kind of potion is all it says. Huh. But it does, like, wake Harry up for a little bit, I guess. He asks Harry what Voldy did to... Oh, this, this was the point where I was already tired of typing Death Eaters. So from henceforth and here on, I have decided to call them Deeters. Uh, I hope you're cool with that. If you hate it, good. That only I makes do me happier. It. I figured you would.
1: I, I hated it a lot.
0: Yeah, so he's like, "What? The, what... What did Voldy do to the Dieters Who returned And this is when Harry Immediately remembers oh shit there's a Dieter At Hogwarts Scott I hate Deter. I know you do and that's gonna make me so happy Oh my god please don't <laughs> You should have told me you loved it I would have stopped Uh Oh Moody says I know Who the Dieter at Hogwarts Is And Harry's immediately like is it Carkle?" and moody just laughs and he's like no he fled when the mark was called and then he's like i put your name in the goblet
1: doesn't doesn't he say so my my movie memory might be overtaking my book memory here but doesn't he say something to the extent of like like were there others in the graveyard and then harry's like i haven't said anything about a graveyard
0: no i don't remember that happening
1: uh, okay. Okay. Well, then that that is a movie yeah. Thing he doesn't
0: like figure it out. Moody, fake Moody, just straight up tells him. Yeah, I put your name in the goblet. Mm. And okay. Harry's like, no, 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 that can't be, that can't be. And he's like, no, yeah, fuck yeah, it was me. <laughs> no, yeah, fuck yeah. He <laughs> said <laughs> exact quote from the book. Fuck yeah, it was me. So then Moody's like. Like, trying to get this information out of him. He's like, I asked you whether he forgave the scum who never even went to look for him, those treacherous cowards who wouldn't even brave Azkaban for him, the faithless, worthless bits of filth who were brave enough to cavort in mass at the Quidditch World Cup, but fled at the sight of the dark mark when I fired it into the sky. Harry's still in shock about this. Yeah, Harry still can't figure it out. Harry did not, definitely didn't figure this out. He's like... What you fire? No, what? No, that can't be right. What are you talking about, man? You're talking crazy. And fake Moody comes back here with, "I told you, Harry. I told you. If there's one thing I hate more than any other, it's a Death Eater who walks free."
1: You sounded like Willem Dafoe in uh in the Lighthouse. <laughs> the
0: Lighthouse. Too. I mean, it's a phenomenal performance. They turned their backs on my master when he needed them most. I expected him to punish them. I expected him to torture them. Tell me he hurt them, Harry. He's he's starting to go, like, full mental here. He's got, like, crazy grin on his face. Uh, and he's he's going the, the good old full mental. He's like, I delivered him the thing he wanted above all, you. So here we get this big ex... <sighs> fucking fake moody just dumping all this bullshit on harry about all the subtle ways that he helped harry through the tournament so he had to be very subtle about it so as not to arouse dumble's suspicion he suggested to hagrid that he take him to see the dragons he was the one that told cedric what to do with the egg knowing that cedric because he felt he owed harry would tell him what to do and a bunch of other stuff. I can't even remember. He, I may get to this later, but I think he was even, he was the one that uh, took Fleur out of the running in the maze. He, like, cursed her.
1: He was, uh, he was, He... I don't... Maybe? No, yeah, he did. Okay. I'm well, telling did, you, did. Did he, he do did. it through, uh, through Crumb?
0: No, he did that with Cedric. So... He was running around the outside of the maze. How he managed to do this with no one else, like none of the other teachers, spotting him, I- I'll never know. But he was basically, like, removing a bunch of obstacles from Harry's path. He took out Fleur, and then he uh, used the Imperius Curse on Crum to make him take out Cedric. He basically just held Harry's hand through this whole goddamn tournament. Um... I think I do get to that here in a second. He also, for the second task, he expected... He planted, like, a book in Harry's room. Uh, Neville Neville had this book that would have told him everything he needed to know about Gillyweed. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I expect you to ask everyone and anyone you could for help. Longbottom would have told you in an instant. But you did not. You have a streak of pride and independence that might have ruined all. And I was like, yeah, Harry is a real smug son of a bitch. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then he changed course and he somehow, I can't even remember how, he got Dobby to give him the gillyweed instead. Oh, yeah, this was a whole ridiculous bullshit. I remember this now. He, like, told, he summoned a house elf, uh, cause he said he needed some robes cleaned and then he, like, staged a conversation with McGonagall while G- Dobby was there picking up his robes to be cleaned about, like, you think Potter will do alright? You think he'll think of gillyweed? Blah, 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 blah this whole it's so ridiculous it's it's a bit much it's a lot much we'll get
1: more into that later um hold on i just i just need it to be known now okay let me that there that i from the beginning i've told you i'm i really truly don't know how you're gonna feel about like the big reveal at the end of this book because i also I'm like, "Eh, on it." Sure. Uh there are a lot of things that that are not centered around the reveal that are centered more around other characters that I that I love throughout the rest of this yeah, book. sure. Um but but yeah, as far as like the the who done it, I'm like, <laughs> yeah,
0: "Okay. <laughs> the the big twist is I you know what? I was very curious as to know like what your thoughts and the fan base at large, thoughts on this specifically are, because I do think it's bad. I think it's very, very bad. You're absolutely right, though. Most everything else around this specific moody bullshit is really, really good.
1: We get some good Dumbledore here.
0: But this is so... Like, listen. This is a story about magic and there's automatically built-in suspension of disbelief. You have to come in with hey you know check your you know kind of like sense at the door sometimes mm-hmm. but even with all that this is a stretch in so many ways so many ways yeah but i feel like we should get into that more in the rap okay um, no
1: that's that, that's fair
0: so <laughs> he's got this faux glass That He told Harry about earlier, about how, yeah, this shows him his enemies sneaking up on him, and that way he'll know, and he doesn't have to... I think he said something like he doesn't have to worry until he sees the whites of their eyes or something like that. Right. But he's, like, fucking monologuing so much to Harry, he's completely ignoring this faux glass behind him, and Harry can, like, see people sneaking up on his ass in the faux glass
1: well and I mean, he's just look he barney crouch jr is a fucking crit like a psycho son of a bitch like oh, yeah. i he i he i think that makes sense he he's like lost it at this point he
0: has and that's I, i'm yeah i'm not too bad on this like this is you know it's just typical villain like monologuing bullshit right. sure um and i'm i'm totally fine with it it's just also ridiculous because he was the one that explained like oh yeah i got this cool faux glass to harry Anyway, he he's like, yeah, you were so long in that lake, I thought you had drowned, but luckily Dumbledore took your idiocy for nobility and marked you high for it. Uh, oh, here's the stuff about the maze. He was like, yeah, I was patrolling around it, able to see through the outer hedges, able to curse many obstacles out of your way. I stunned Fleur Delacour as she passed. I put the Imperius Curse on Crumb so that he would finish Diggory and leave your path to the cup clear. And, yeah, he's full mental. He's babbling now like a crazy person about how Voldy will be so proud of him. He's going to be, like, proud like a father, and he's going to be Voldy's son. And he says they both have disappointing fathers in common that they killed. There was something about this line, because we don't know who he is yet. Right. There was something about this this line specifically that, like, struck a chord in my mind. I was like, oh, I feel like I should know... Who this should be, but I, I did not think of it because I was because told. Because who that, the
1: fuck would think of it?
0: Right. I was told by a s- seemingly reliable source in Sirius that this dude was dead. Um, but, well, you know, Sirius
1: doesn't know as much as he thinks he knows, but.
0: Oh, wow. Shade thrown at Sirius over here. Sirius is a family name,
1: Zach. Um,
0: <laughs> 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 so. Not wrong. Yeah, so basically they. They bust in, blinding flash of red light. They just blow clean through Moody's office door, which is great, and just blast him into next week. Uh, this is really cool because so in it's it's Dumble, it's Snape and McGonagall. Uh Dumble in the front, his wand outstretched. At that moment, Harry fully understood for the first time what people said that Dumbledore was the only wizard Voldemort had ever feared. The look upon Dumbledore's face as he stared down at the unconscious form of Mad-Eye Moody was more terrible than Harry could have imagined. There was no benign smile upon Dumbledore's face, no twinkle in the eyes behind the spectacles. There was cold fury in every line of the ancient face. A sense of power radiated from Dumbledore as though he was giving off burning heat. This is rad as fuck. Yeah. This is what (laughs) I have wanted to see from Dumbledore for four goddamn books. And yep. he's finally like showing up and fucking just wrecks Moody's world in an instant. And this is what I've wanted for so long. And he's described like such a fucking badass here, and I love it.
1: Yeah, that that little section alone fucking gets me so raging hard, dude. Yeah, like, it's just I knew. such a good description.
0: I knew it would. I was like, boy, I bet Zach like fucking reads this. As oh he's yeah, thinking it. <laughs> Um, so they're like, we gotta get Harry out of here. He needs medical attention, but Dumble's like, Dumble's like not fucking playing at all, by the way. He's like, no, Minerva. He'll fucking stay, because he needs to understand. Understanding is the first step to acceptance, and only with acceptance can there be recovery. He needs to know who has put him through the ordeal he has suffered tonight, and why. So, now, now Dumbledore is immediately like, this is not Alistair Moody. The real, you have never known Alistair Moody. The real Moody would not have removed you from my sight after what happened tonight. The moment he took you, I knew, and I followed. I really strongly feel like Dumbledore, that if you knew Alistair Moody as well as you claim to, you should have been able to figure this out a long time ago. But, you know what, that's we'll leave that at that
1: for we'll now. let that one slide Yeah, we'll let we'll let
0: that one sit
1: for look it's it's his he he trusts too blindly like he's like he always assumes the good in people and now okay. he, now because things are hitting the fan and it and it's a moment of like turmoil yeah now he sees it for what it is like wait hold on that doesn't fucking make sense like all these okay. other little things it's like look i trust him whatever
0: that's Well and good and fair enough I still feel like All these like These are supposedly like a bunch of these people That know him at the school like Like Arthur Weasley even And you know the other teachers I assume Are people who know him I feel, I feel like this is a more a Burn on them where it's like If I was the real Moody I would be pissed Cause I'd be like You fuckers, fuckers don't know me <laughs> at all Yeah <laughs> But even past all that, if you're Dumbledore, knowing that polyjuice potion is a thing that exists in this world, I feel like you have to have some kind of countermeasure or, like, fucking magical goddamn eye like Moody's got or, like, you know, put magical metal detectors at the entrance of... ...of Hogwarts to be like... ...anyone that passes through this in polyjuice form... ...will be like revealed... ...magical x-rays... ...whatever you want to fucking call it. There has got to be something... ...to prevent this... ...because I feel like this would be happening... ...constantly... ...if he can get away with this.
1: Yeah. Look, I'm not... ...look, I'm here to help you fall in love with the books... ...not to defend...
0: I know. Again... I stuff don't want to harp on this too much because there's a lot of other cool stuff that happens here. This is this whole moody nonsense is a real tough pill to swallow. And I I'll think, leave it at I that. think
1: for me, for me, what it is, dude, is like, is like, okay, so w- like, let's take a scope and look at like book one. Mm-hmm. It's like it's abundantly clear right. who the villain is, right? Sure, like, well, there's no like any halfway adept reader is going to read that and be like okay i here we go like i know where we're going you know like it's you know nothing's a surprise yes and so this is the this is the point where if somebody doesn't have enough humility in the series they go oh see like that caught me way off guard and it's like well no shit like it was written literally to make it to where this could not possibly be true
0: goddamn sense yeah
1: like like it, it could have it could have been any wizard that we'd never heard about. Right, exactly. With exactly. the way it was written. And yes. and it would have been, it would have had the same effect. Right. Uh so that's that's where I have some trouble with it. Now, I do I do like the story of how Barty Crouch Jr. escaped. I do like that. I I just don't like that like that was the like like oh i got you and it's like well yeah, yeah of course you did like th- no literally nobody could have guessed that
0: yeah i i think i probably had a a bit more of a negative reaction to the Barty crouch story than you probably did just because like this was already i was like this is such bullshit that i was just not down sure for anything. i mean you
1: were already in a negative right. like mindset with right. it
0: exactly um anyway we'll 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 get to more of that uh Dumble's like hey Snape you know that truth potion you were threatening Harry with earlier yeah get me that (laughs) get me that bullshit Uh, also he wants him to get winky he tells Minerva. I love that he calls them by their first names. Also, I think I've mentioned this before, but it's just, it's just a good, I mean, why wouldn't he? Of course he calls them by their first names. He's like, they're his peers, you know, basically, but it's just, I just love hearing him call them Severus and Minerva. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so he tells Minerva kindly go down to Hagrid's house where you will find a large black dog sitting in the pumpkin patch take the dog up to my office tell him I will be with him shortly then come back here <laughs> there's a quick thing from Harry here if either Snape or McGonagall found these instructions peculiar they hid their confusion both turned at once and left the office and I'm like to my knowledge McGonagall definitely doesn't know about doesn't. Sirius So that is an extremely strange. I mean, I assume Minerva has to put two and two together and know this is someone, some wizard that's an animagus, not just some random black dog. Sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's she's super like she's very clever. I'm sure that she understands that. Right. Maybe? But I'm
0: sure she still doesn't know who exactly Oh, it absolutely is. not. It's just a weird thing, and I found it very. It, funny. Ju-
1: it just shows, like, the amount of loyalty that, that right. they sh- give to Dumbledore. Right.
0: They're just like, yeah, cool. We'll, we'll knock that okay, out. Okay. we Okay, on you. it.
1: Yes, sir. But yeah,
0: Fuck. we got it. We got you, bud. Uh, oh this I'm so glad this lock truck was important I I think I made a big deal about this in the earlier books when Harry was in (laughs) Moody's office and I was like if this fucking lock trunk doesn't come back I will be so pissed
1: dude it was so hard for me when you were
0: talking about it I was like oh fuck yeah it is it's important yeah so he grabbed double grabs his keys and he's opening up all the different locks every time he opens one of the locks and closes it it's like a different it's like little pocket dimensions in this damn thing um the final rock is just like, oh, there's just a dungeon in this uh a sex dungeon in this <laughs> in this trunk. <laughs> and it's the real Mad Eye Moody.
1: Wait, it's a sex dungeon. And whenever Barty Crouch Jr. needs his DNA, know. he goes down there. No, w- no. What does he use for his no, DNA, no. Scott?
0: I don't know. That's not talk. his <laughs> I hair. Don't know. He says
1: specifically his hair. Let's leave it at that. Uh He's unconscious, but he's
0: okay. <laughs> Dumble just leaves him down there. He's like, oh, he looks cold. Give me his cloak. And then Harry throws him down his cloak, and they wrap him up. And then they just leave him in there. <laughs> like, what the fuck, Dumble? Uh, and the hip flask is fucking polyjuice potion. God damn it, is what literally my note says.
1: I think earlier in the book, you even said something about how how mad i doesn't trust anybody to the point where he only drinks from yes. his own flask yes and even then i was like oh yep. you sweet summer child I,
0: <laughs> I don't think it was this book i think it was another book where i had a theory about someone being polyjuice and you were like oh yeah a lot of people have those theories constantly and i was like what and then now here we see it again and now mm-hmm. i know why God damn it, polyjuice. Uh so the polyjuice wears off and it's Crouch's son who
1: is supposed to be dead. He's played by uh David Tennant, by the way. Oh interesting, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's real good. Uh I I I really like the character like acting, like the character work in in this book or in this movie.
0: Okay. All right. Well I'll have to watch that one maybe, possibly. Uh they wake him up and give him the truth, serum. And he spills the whole beans here. We talked about this. Why'd you spill your beans? <laughs> Why'd you spill your beans? Uh, he's like, my mother saved me. She knew she was dying. She persuaded my father to rescue me as a last favor to her. He loved her as he had never loved me. Um, they came to visit me. They gave me polyjuice potion containing one of my mother's hairs. She took one containing one of my hairs. And we took on each other's appearance. Uh they give the excuse here that fucking nazgul are blind so as long as one person was like going in and coming out then they were totally cool and i was like well why would you have to drink the polyjuice potions then if the nazgul are blind anyway
1: well the nazgul aren't the only people that work at azkaban
0: it sure seems that way though sometimes
1: well they're not so
0: okay (laughs) uh my father had to use a number of spells to subdue me Uh, when I had covered my strength, I thought of only finding my master. So the way, when we were in Dumble's memory mind, his pensive mind, um, I really was under the impression that this kid was like innocent, that his dad was just like fucking dooming him because to like prove a point about how fucking much he hated the dark forces I don't know. Maybe I'm misremembering wrong, but I got the impression that he was like kind of a victim of circumstance.
1: No, he, I mean, like, I think he just like played it, like, okay, played in this in a little bit, but no, yeah, he's,
0: yeah, he's full on Voldy fan, A plus number one for sure. (laughs) Super (laughs) Uh, fan number one, dude. Yeah, super fan. He's got a Voldy fucking t shirt all over his underwear. He, he bought the whole package. Um, so yeah, Crow. Uh, okay, I, this is—they're both Barty Crouch, by the way. It took me a while to realize that was the case because, like, wait, who is he talking about here now? So from now on, I'll refer to them as Junior and Senior, um, to keep this right, <laughs> even for myself here. Uh, so Senior used the Imperius <laughs> Curse on him to keep him in control. He was Junior was forced to wear an invisibility cloak day and night. And he was always with the house elf, Tinky Winky. Uh, she was my keeper and caretaker. She pitied me. She persuaded my father to give me occasional treats, rewards for good behavior. Uh, oh, Tinky Winky's up here, by the way, with him now, and she's like freaking out. She's like, You ought not to tell them we are getting in trouble. She's freaking out. Yeah. Um, Bertha found out. Yeah, fucking Tinky Winky. <laughs> bertha found out somehow i think she came over and her overheard them talking or something like that at some point and this is why she became like a head case is because crouch fucked up her memory um senior excuse me fucking hell um winky convinced senior to let junior go to the world quidditch world cup because he loved Quidditch and it was like this special treat for him he had been like a prisoner in his home for however many years and he he basically he breaks free of his dad's control very conveniently at the Quidditch World Cup steals Harry's wand and shoots up the dark mark in the forest they both got stunned by the ministry but somehow old Amos only found Winky I guess he was still wearing the invisibility cloak that must have fell very perfectly on him when he also got stunned. That he was still perfectly under it.
1: Hey, he's a victim of circumstances.
0: yeah victim of circumstance. Uh, Crouch went back later, senior, that is, and got him and took him home. But then Voldy came. Voldy old came a- knocking, came a calling because he knew about Junior from Bertha. <laughs> this whole thing is a fucking goddamn convoluted mess. It's ridiculous. So then Voldy, (laughs) Jesus Christ, (laughs) puts the imperious curse on Senior to have him go about his normal business and hatch the plan to have Junior take Moody's place. And (laughs) fucking Pettigrew and Junior fucking up Moody, like stunning him and doing all that nonsense was the disturbance that Arthur went to go help with. Uh Uh-huh. And that was like them capturing him. Um, also, I don't know. This timeline, I'm not sure about this timeline, Zach. I, I didn't go back and do the research. But maybe somebody can help me out. It all here. adds up. Okay. <laughs> all I remember is that didn't Polyjuice Potion take like months to brew in the second book? <sighs> thinking real hard on this one. It all adds up okay fair listen i'm not gonna go back and check
1: It, it adds just, up. Just it's trust too me.
0: much too much effort um so yeah he's like so he, he uses the polyjuice jr does he takes on <laughs> moody's appearance he kept him alive under the imperious curse because he wanted to be able to question him to find out about his past learn his habits so that I could fool even Dumbledore. This kid must be the greatest actor in the history of the universe to be able to pull this off.
1: I mean David Tennant is a pretty good actor.
0: David <laughs> Tennant is a pretty good actor, but this this kid is not David Tennant, he's an unhinged maniac. Um I also needed his hair slash jizz to make polyjuice potion. <laughs> the other ingredients were easy I stole boom's playing skin from the dungeons when the potions master found me in his office I said I was under orders to search it uh, I didn't go I meant to go back to that chapter 2 because I was like this, this, I just don't think any of this adds up I was too lazy though so fuck it
1: I mean I think so like he had an initial batch of polyjuice potion
0: right and- I get that no it's not that I it's just the whole with Harry seen Barty Crouch in Snape's office. Right. But then it seemed like uh, from my memory and again, I did not check this so I could be totally off. Moody seemed to come from like the opposite direction of Snape's office. But I, I could be totally wrong on that. I don't know. Like I said, it there's enough problems with this without me digging for more. <laughs> senior senior <laughs> fights <laughs> off the curse and goes to Hogwarts to tell Dumble everything... But now, since Junior has Harry's handy-dandy magic map... Oh, shit, now that I think about it, I forgot about this. There's there's no mention of the map past this here. I wonder what, uh, what's going to become of the old OP map. Hmm, interesting. Uh, anyway, Junior was waiting there with the magic map, and... Dumbledore immediately is like, map? What the fuck are you talking about? What map is this? I wonder if Harry here is like pissing his pants. He's like, oh shit, nobody's supposed (laughs) to know about that. (laughs) Uh, Junior's like, Potter's map of Hogwarts. Potter saw me on it. He saw me stealing more ingredients for the Polyjuice Potion from Snape's office. He thought I was my father. We have the same first name. I think it took me till this long to figure out what was going on because I was so confused. (laughs) (laughs)
1: uh i told him my father there's no reason that any of this should be confusing a sky dude
0: it's so confusing you fuck off i hate
1: you (laughs) uh
0: i told him my father hated dark wizards potter believed my father was after snape so junior stunned crumb and killed his dad i didn't crumb say that crouch stunned him that senior
1: yeah, I think, like, I think he placed him under the Imperius again, and, like, attacked Crumb as, as his dad, yeah.
0: Okay, fine, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> It's also very weird here. When he killed his dad, he transfigured him into a bone and buried him near Hagrid's cabin. <laughs> he had to transfigure him into a bone in order to bury him, but you know, whatever. Uh, and he made the port key, obviously, carried the cup into the maze, made it into a port key for so he could transport Harry to old Voldy. And that is the end of this chapter. Holy shit. It was a big old exposition dump of. This moody bullshit and I was straight up not having the best time through this chapter. Thankfully Thankfully it gets much, much better Uh from here on out. So much, okay. much, much, much better.
1: Well, you're 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 not wrong. It's great. Uh the the last like two chapters or the last chapter of the book or whatever. Um so fucking I think it's great that you keep calling him Junior because Why? another another gag in the movie, it's not a gag, it's supposed to be dramatic and serious, but everybody thinks it's hilarious, <laughs> is so when Harry has the vision, or not the vision, I'm sorry, when he goes into the pensive and he sees the three memories, mm-hmm. they combine those memories into one memory. Okay. Uh, so it's just Karkaroff who gets hauled out And is like, hey, you know, give us names and we'll possibly set you free, right? Right. Uh, So he, like, goes through, like, Avery and a couple of other uh, Death Eaters. Uh, And then he says Snape. And Dumbledore stands up for him. So we get that reveal. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Barty Crouch Sr. is like, okay, like, if you don't have anything else, then, like, we're fucking sending you back. And then he's like, no, no, there's, there's one more name. And everybody, like, looks, and it's just, like, super dramatic, and he's like, and, and he's like, and I have, you know, evidence that he performed the Cruciatus Curse, you know, and in, in blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. And, like, then it pans over, and you see David Tennant, like, Barty Crouch Jr., stand up and, like, start walking out of the courtroom. Oh so, so, for one, it's like, <laughs> why is he there? Right? But two, he's like, and his name is Barty Crouch, and it, like, zooms in on his face, and he's like... Junior. <laughs> it's so fucking that's good, amazing. dude. And then he like, you know, David Tennant has a very animated face. He's all... And like,
0: right.
1: like tries to run out and Moody stuns him. And it's so funny, dude. Like,
0: That's awesome.
1: I had no so idea funny. about this.
0: But that's amazing that I was already calling him Junior. Junior.
1: Junior.
0: Yeah. Uh, every time I say Junior, it just reminds me of... Uh, Sean Connery of Purple Eyes, in Indiana Jones. No, no, actually, <laughs> Sean Connery in uh, Last Crusade. Junior, R.I.P. Sean
1: Connery. <sighs> R.I.P. Man. That's such a good movie.
0: Anyway, Chapter Thirty Six. Uh, was there anything else in Chapter Thirty Five you wanted me to belabor anymore? Um,
1: I mean, I can shit on one more thing if okay, you want yeah, it now. Please. So there's a couple of things here, and and I may need to be fact checked. But um, We
0: need to be fact-checked a lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can't just take a port key into Hogwarts, like into the grounds. You can't, like, you can't apparate in or out. And I, and I don't think that you can just make one. Now, that, there could be an exception, right? Sure. But it's, it's interesting to me that... like, So, in order to create a port key, you have to use a, a spell. It's portis. Mm-hmm. And you... Charm some inanimate object to a Portis body, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, so it's funny to me that, like, they grab the port key and it takes them to the graveyard. Why would it have been charmed to take them back, right?
0: Like, I the point
1: won- was to kill Harry.
0: I wondered about that a little bit because, as I recall, when they were introducing us to the whole port key concept. They were like, when they were going to the Quidditch World Cup, they come in through the port key and then, because obviously the port key comes with them, because they're like holding it, mm-hmm. they like, as I recall, they like tossed him into a bin of like used port keys. Like this <laughs> thing has done its purpose. It's like brought us here now. Okay, it's done. so it's so you're it.
1: not wrong, but that that is okay. So <sighs> this is said extremely briefly in the next book it's not that big of a deal but like the use of port keys is very regulated by the ministry mm-hmm. uh so like like it's illegal to just like create a port key okay sure uh so that that's what it is like they like the the ministry is okaying the use of all these port keys to travel to and from the sure the thing sure, so sure, they're, sure. they're just they're just trying to keep an eye on all of them that that's right, why but, they're turning them in
0: but well but i also assumed like yeah it doesn't that same one wouldn't take them back right
1: I don't I see that that's what I'm saying. That I don't think it would.
0: Yeah. That uh, doesn't Yeah. I would have to go back and read it to see if it they've used like the, what did they use an old boot or something last night? Right, time? If exactly they used the same old boot to go back. I can't even remember. Anyway. Um, yeah. It's ugh. Th- like I said, thankfully chapter thirty six, especially very, very good. Uh, and thirty seven also better than thirty five. Holy shit um dumble waits till just now after all this to bondage spell him for some reason you probably should have tied up this raving maniac a long time ago but you know what you do you my guy uh he has snape and mcgonagall take care of shit for him while he takes harry up to his office where sirius is waiting sirius already in regular form he's not very careful but you know whatever uh fox is here love fox i was so happy to see my boy fox again i was like oh hell yeah fox the mvp like the actual legitimate mvp not my personal mvp but the real mvp of book two uh fox the phoenix love him he he's present here he also heals harry's wound up later which is real nice of him Uh, Dumble wants Harry to tell him everything even though Sirius and Harry just want to rest. But Dumble insists and says it will be better for him if he gets it out now. So he starts telling him everything. He starts, why'd you spilling his beans to him? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he tells him about how when they brought Voldy back about how they took his blood and they're very interested in this. He said, my blood would make him stronger than if he'd used someone else's he said the protection my mother left in me, he'd have it too. And he was right. He could touch me without hurting himself. He touched my face. And real... I I, I wrote this... I copied this verbatim because this is very interesting. For a fleeting instance, Harry thought he saw a gleam of something like triumph in Dumbledore's eyes. But next second, Harry was sure he had imagined it when Dumbledore had returned to his seat, he looked as old and as weary as Harry had ever seen him. S- something is up with the blood here. Something is definitely... A- See, this is an example of good foreshadowing, which is the exact opposite of everything they did with Moody.
1: <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I love this.
0: Yeah, this is obviously something... I assume this will be... Harry's blood in him will either be some way to track Voldy or possibly eventually destroy him. I mean, something's definitely, definitely going on. Uh...
1: Razzle-dazzle.
0: (laughs) Razzle-dazzle. Uh, so here's where Harry explains the whole, uh... Wand Bros, Super Wand Brothers, uh... Bullshit and Dumble just immediately knows what's going on. He's like, Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's that old priori incantatum. And Sirius is like the reverse spell effect. And Dumble's like, exactly. Harry's one, Voldemort's share cores. Each of them contains a feather from the tail of the same Phoenix. This Phoenix, in fact. And it's Fox. I you know, I kinda wondered if way back when is like i mean this is the only phoenix we ever had mentioned is it fox's feather and it is. they're
1: not so they're not like a there's not like a ton of phoenixes sure. just flying around um but also they're the they're not usually pets so it, oh, sure. if there is a phoenix that is gonna give up two or more than one feather it, it makes sense that it's one of the only ones ever that is right. like captive or for sure you know
0: so, Harry has a fox wand. That's pretty cool. Cause it's fucking cool. awesome. <laughs> um, Dumble says, Ollivander, creepy old Ollivander dude, wrote to me to tell me you had bought the second wand the moment you left his shop four years ago. I feel like... <laughs> This is information Dumble shouldn't have been just sitting on, but he knows all about this. Uh, He does a lot of that. He does a lot of that. You know what? I don't know why I'm even surprised. Sirius is very confused. He's like, so what happens when a wand meets its Super Smash brother? And
1: (laughs) They're Eskimo brothers. They're Eskimo
0: brothers. And Dumble's like, uh, yeah, they just won't work properly against each other. However, if the owners of the wands force the wands to do battle... A very rare effect will take place. This is some real bullshit, but I'm here for it. Uh, One of the wands will force the other to regurgitate spells it has performed in reverse. The most recent first, and then those which preceded it. So, this explains all that nonsense that happened in the battle in the graveyard. And Harry tells him, you know, like, yeah, Cedric came out, and then, you know, Bertha and his parents... And Sirius is like, whoa, like, brought him back from the dead? Dumble here, I think this is interesting and telling. He says specifically, no spell can reawaken the dead. All that would have happened is kind of a reverse echo, a shadow of the living Cedric. Um, I don't think it's ever been explicitly stated that there's no, like, reawake the dead spell. Maybe it has, but I just thought that was a little interesting, so... Yeah, this is where Fox fixes up his leg. Dumble, real, plow, real proud of old Harry. He says... Ah, man, I was gonna try my Dumble voice again tonight, but I I don't know if I have it <laughs> um, Harry, you have shown bravery beyond anything I could have expected of you tonight, Harry. You have shown bravery equal to those who died fighting Voldemort at the height of his powers. You have shouldered a grown wizard's burden and found yourself equal to it. And you have now given us all that we have a right to expect. Uh,
1: Dude, why is Dumbledore just Sean Connery? I,
0: <laughs> did that sound a lot like Sean Connery? That,
1: that did sound like Sean Connery.
0: <laughs> no, sure, no, that was the worst Sean Connery ever.
1: <laughs> no, that sounded like Dumbledore. <laughs> no, fuck off. I know, I'm uh,
0: No, that's a perfect second Dumble actor, and you can't convince me otherwise. Harry. Harry. Do believe you, Harry. He talks exactly like that um anyway he's like okay let's go to the hospital wing finally i don't want you going back to the dorm a sleeping potion and some peace and he's like serious i assume you want to stay with him so this giant black dog is just going to hang out in the hospital wing and no one is going to ask anything about why that's weird apparently
1: because Uh, dumbledore said fucking deal (laughs) with it
0: yeah because dumbledore said so is all i need to know So here's where they meet the rest of the, the troop, Ron, Hermione, uh, Molly and Bill Dumbles like, Hey, he needs sleep. He needs peace. You can stay with him, but just please don't question him about anything until he's ready to answer. And certainly not this evening. (laughs) This is very funny. Mrs. Weasley nodded. She rounded on Ron Hermione's bill as though they were being noisy and hissed, Did you hear? He needs quiet! She's <laughs> <laughs> very good. Uh, oh, here finally someone addresses what I've been thinking about this entire time that I'm reading this. Madam Pomfrey, my girl. She's like, Uh, Headmaster, may I ask what... Staring at the great black dog that was serious... This dog will be remaining with Harry for a while. Uh, I assure you, he is extremely well-trained. He will not shit all over your floor. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, that dog's definitely shitting everywhere. Because that's what dogs do. Um, yeah, So I, I thought that was just very funny. I was like, thank you, finally, someone, for acknowledging how weird it is that there's this giant black dog just hanging out with everybody. But Dumble just says, yeah, trust me, he's cool. I mean, Dumbledore runs shit, dude. I mean, he does. They they do. They trust him. And here... Okay. This... Well, you know what? I won't say that yet. Corny Fudge busts in here. This part's so good. It's
1: so good?
0: Uh, Corny Fudge busts in and is like, what's going on? Um... He so Harry had fallen asleep. I'm sorry. I, I kind of skipped ahead a little bit. Harry right. went to sleep. He wakes up. It's it's been not very long later. There's like all this commotion. Corny fudge busts in with like Minerva and Snape. I think following close behind. Um, he Dumbles like, why are you disturbing these people? Minerva, I'm surprised at you. I asked you to stand guard over Junior. And uh, McGonagall is, like, freaked out here. She's like, there's no need to stand guard over him anymore, Dumbledore. The minister has seen to that. Uh, Harry mentions here that he has never seen McGonagall lose control like this before. She's, like, fucking furious, which is... I
1: I, I just... I love the characters here. Like, Dumbledore being, like, legitimately upset and just using the disappointed line with McGonagall... like yeah oh man ouch dude that burns
0: yeah everything here is so good like you're right all the character work here is very very well done and was a breath of fresh air from the last chapter uh snape steps up here and explains that corny fudge brought a nazgul with him for protection when he went to see jr As soon as they went into the room, the Nazgul just dived on Junior and gave him the old razzle-dazzle death kiss. Just fucked his shit up real quick.
1: Puckered his butt cheeks up and...
0: Yeah. This... I don't know if this is just like a Nazgul performing its duty because this is an escaped Azkaban subject and he's just like, I'm gonna fuck your shit up, or if this is connected to... Voldy in some more direct way because Voldy said the Nazgul would be on their side
1: that's an interesting thought
0: he sent out a hit basically like a in-prison hit on Junior could be either I just had that thought that Um, is an
1: interesting thought Scott
0: yeah I'm full of those
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean you're full of shit all the time but Uh,
0: definitely also that uh, Corny Fudge is in full defense mode here he's like oh, by all accounts he is no loss He is. Re- it seems he has been responsible for several deaths and Dumbledore's like you fucking dipshit he can't give testimony now Um, I thought this was a very interesting line so I copied this directly he was staring this is about Dumbledore he was staring hard at Fudge as though seeing him plainly for the first time God damn. he cannot give evidence about why he killed those people corny fudge is like well that's no mystery he was a raving lunatic from what Minerva and Severus have told me it seems he seems to have thought he was doing it all on you know who's instructions and Dumble comes right back with uh yeah dude Voldy was giving him instructions uh the plan was to restore him to full strength and guess what it happened he's back he's been restored to his body uh and especially starting here I have, holy shit, this heel turn for Corny Fudge is amazing. He just goes full, full heel turn here, and this is so well done after the terrible moody one. I was so on board for this, because this is (sighs) actually believable to his character. Yes.
1: Yes. I'm so glad to hear you say this.
0: Yes. This this all makes complete sense.
1: All right. Unpack it.
0: He doesn't believe Voldy's back. He certainly doesn't believe Harry's account of things. He questions why Dumble is so willing to just believe what Harry tells him. And here's Harry realizes he's like, uh, Hey, corny fudge, uh, you've been reading that old Rita Skeeter? And he's like, fuck yes, I have (laughs) what of it, basically. And then he's like, what the hell, Dumble? Why haven't you told me about him being a parcel mouth and this scar pain that he's been having? That's some weird shit. And That would violate
1: HIPAA guidelines, so.
0: (laughs) 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 Dr. Patient Confidentiality. Uh, He says, you'll forgive me, Dumbledore, but I've never heard of scar acting as an alarm bell before because I think Dumble tells him, Uh, the hurting of his scar is when Voldemort is near or is feeling particularly murderous I think he says which is (laughs) Voldy you know only every once in a while does he feel particularly Particularly murderous murderous. he's just generally murderous most of the time um Harry's like look dude I saw him come back uh I saw the Deeters I can give you their names Lucius Malfoy uh here it says snape made a sudden movement but as harry looked at him snape's eyes flew back to fudge i don't know what this is fully about other than just snape's connection to the deeters malfoy was cleared said fudge visibly affronted a very old family donations to excellent causes harry continues mcnair also cleared now working for the ministry Avery, not Crab, Goyle, and Fudge is just like, not having any of this. He's like, you're just repeating the names of those who were acquitted of being Death Eaters years ago. You could have found those names in older reports of the trials. And I'm like, fucking Fudge, you obviously don't know Harry very well. If you think this bitch did any reading whatsoever, <laughs> you dipshit. Yeah,
1: that's true. Maybe Harry if this sucks, was Hermione dude.
0: rattling this off, that would make mm-hmm. more sense. Um, He's like, this boy is just concocted some crackpot story that you're believing crackpot
1: is one of my favorite like British like shit talk words I don't
0: think that's a specifically British one that's just like crackpot I mean I
1: don't see that come up in American pop culture
0: maybe you're just not looking at the right American pop culture Zach
1: I think I look at most (laughs) of the same American pop culture as you do Yeah, he's... What is
0: this? He's... The boy was full of some crackpot story at the end of last year, too. I forgot about this. Basically, about the whole thing about Sirius, how he had told... uh, Except I think that's funny because at the end of last year, the last book, uh, Fudge was convinced that Snape was the raving lunatic Uh um, and that Harry was just like... had some spell put on him that made him think Sirius was a good guy. So... uh. And then he finishes up with, the boy can talk to snakes, Dumbledore, and you still think he's trustworthy. Um, here, I love this, our girl McGonagall busts out the Goku the Goku line as he kills Frieza. Well, kills in heavy quotes marks. You fool! <laughs> Professor McGonagall just sh- sh- shouts that at Fudge, and I love it these deaths were not the random work of a lunatic she's talking about cedric Diggory and senior and fudge is in full denial mode he's like i see no evidence to the contrary uh you're just trying to start a panic that will destabilize everything we have worked for these last 13 years harry's like a little harry's like he, he can't believe fudge is having this heel turn either he he's like oh i always thought he was like a little blustering and pompous but like
1: he's just nature. such a fucking coward dude yeah
0: but it's it's clear now this dude is just like afraid to lose his power yep afraid, it fits his mold really well though. right up afraid to like upset the balance of things it's 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 so true to that character and well done and i love it um he yeah he's just refusing to believe that voldemort could have risen. Dumble's just like, dude, he's back. End of story. If you accept that fact straight away, take the necessary measures, we may still be able to save the situation. First and foremost, remove Azkaban from the control of the Dementors. And Fudge is like, what? Remove the Dementors? I'd be kicked out of office for even suggesting it. And... Oh, it's so frustrating. Fucking Dumble's like... He's like... Dude, they're dangerous. They're his most dangerous supporters. They will join him the instant he asks them. They will not remain loyal to you. Voldemort can offer them much more scope for their powers and their pleasures than you can. This is basically what I've been saying all along about how these are evil-ass creatures. And you always were, like, very not... Like fucking.
1: Like, I mean, look, I I have it. been trying to to not let it on, you know. I
0: know, but it's it's pretty obvious that they were always gonna join Voldy, and that's exactly what Dumble is saying here. Um, Dumble keeps going. He's like, secondly, you gotta send peace envoys to the Giants before Voldy gets them to his side as well. Corny, just horrified by the mere suggestion of this. He's like, those fucking crazy like fucking i can't even remember what he calls him he calls him like uh just savages or something like that basically. right
1: that sounds like what what he would say
0: yeah uh dumbledore this is where dumbledore like goes into full badass mode again you are blinded uh by the love of the office you hold cornelius you place too much importance and you always have done so on the so-called purity of blood You fail to recognize that it matters not what someone is born, but what they grow to be. I think Dumble has said almost this exact line before, and I really liked it then, and I still really like it now.
1: So good. Fuck
0: yeah, Dumble. Yeah. So yeah, he's like, I tell you now, take the steps I've suggested, and you will be remembered as one of the bravest and greatest ministers of magic we have ever known, fail to act, and history will remember you as the man who stepped aside and allowed Voldemort a second chance to destroy the world we have tried to rebuild. God
1: damn! Fucking zingers, dude. Dude, Dumbledore's double, got them clips.
0: He is spitting hot fire, lava, just hot lava coming out of Dumble here, and I'm like,
1: fuck you! Yes. Fucking horntail fire, dude, coming straight out of his mouth.
0: Ugh, It's good. It's real good. Uh, And Dumble's basically like, yeah, I'm done with you at this point. Uh, You're fucking not gonna do anything because you're a little bitch boy. And Fudge is like, how dare you, bro? I've given you free reign for so long when you hired werewolves and giants and shit, and you're really gonna work against me? And Dumble's like, "Uh, I'm only gonna work against Voldy, so as long as you do the same, then we will be united. And he, he fudge is like it seems like he's about on the verge of tears here cuz he's just like babbling that like he's like he can't Voldy can't possibly be back dude no no it can't it can't he's just in full denial basically still that Voldy is back and this is also real good here our boy or not our boy my boy Snape steps up here at this point steps up to Fudgy. Pulls up his uh, left sleeve of his robe, stuck it sticks at his forearm, and shows the dark mark to Fudge. He's like, there. It is not as clear as it was an hour or so ago when it burned black, but you can still see it. Every Death Eater has the sign burned into him by the Dark Lord. It was means of distinguishing one another and a means of summoning us to him. When he touched the mark of any Death Eater, we were to uh, apparate instantly at his side. Um it, I asked about this briefly before but like it does if that's the case like there doesn't seem to be a range on this if like they he could call them from anywhere and they could just apparate to his side.
1: Um there is a range on apparition, I know this for a fact. Oh. Um I think that the implication is like like Voldemort for the most part has only ever been like in like western Europe and that's okay. it. Okay.
0: That there would be they would be near enough to come. Yes, become. yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, Snape's still going here. He says, This mark has been growing clearer all year. Karkle's too. Why do you think he fled tonight? We both felt the mark burn. We both knew he had returned. But Karkle fears the Dark Lord's vengeance. He betrayed too many of his fellow deaters to be sure of a welcome back into the fold. Corny fudge. Still full denial. He's like, I don't know what you and your staff are playing at, Dumble, but I have heard enough. I have no more to add. I will be in touch with you tomorrow to discuss the running of the school. I must return to the ministry. This sure makes it sound like he's going to try and force Dumbledore out of running the school, which, not okay. Um, I don't know what that <laughs> implication is for the future, but if he tries to get Dumbledore thrown out of Hogwarts, that's not good news for anyone.
1: Oh, my God, dude. So... <laughs>
0: Yeah, he, he starts to leave, and then he comes back and he dumps the bag of Harry's winnings on the table and mumbles something about, like, oh, there was supposed to be a ceremony for this, but under the circumstances, here you go. And he leaves. Um, All of that was fantastic.
1: It's it, so good.
0: It fit Fudge's character perfectly. It was, like, so... Oh, yes, of course he's going to be a fucking, like, stubborn ass about this. This makes perfect sense. And it was just very well executed i love dumbledore spitting hot fire i love snape coming up clutch here and he still doesn't believe it he's just
1: i i also like i love how dumbledore is not just like like firing off zingers like he's just speaking so matter-of-factly that's like damn dude fuck how do you go against this guy
0: right and it's also just like Even when he, like, suggests, hey, fucking get Azkaban out of control of the Nazgul, and Fudge's like, you're fucking crazy, what are you even talking about? Dumbledore's undeterred, and is also like, oh, yeah, you also need to do this and this and this, and Fudge, they're just, like, increasingly crazy demands as far as Fudge is concerned, but Dumbledore's like, fucking do it, and you'll be remembered as, like, the greatest minister ever. Fucking don't, and you'll be remembered as a real fucker, basically. (laughs) Fucks my, everything up.
1: M- my favorite. I, I, I asked before we started recording this if it was if we had the chapter, the parting of the ways. Because like, this the one you're talking it, about. It, it, yeah, that, that's what this one's called, yeah. and you get the line. It's so good, dude. Dumbledore responds to uh, to Cornelius. He says, "If your determination to shut your eyes will carry you as far as this," Cornelius said. Dumbledore, then we have reached a parting of the ways. You must act as you see fit, and I, I shall act as I see fit. It's yeah. just so like, yeah. look, dude, if this is the fucking game you're going to play, like, <sighs> just know how it's going to be moving forward. Yeah. It's oh, good. It's
0: so good. <laughs> I, I, I love Dumbledore here. He's, he's firing on the cylinders that I always have wanted him to fire on at this point. And it's just like, it's about goddamn fucking time. But yes, Hell this yes. is what I wanted out of you for so fucking long.
1: <sighs> yes.
0: So yeah. Um and yeah, he he keeps going. He's like snaps into full on action mode. He's like there's work to be done. We don't have a minute to waste. He turns to our girl Molly and he's like am I right in thinking that I can count on you and Arthur? And she's like of course you can and I'm like fuck yeah Molly and Arthur. Dude. Uh she says <laughs> call the no-
1: banners dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's for real call the banners here. Uh Molly says, we know what Fudge is. It's Arthur's fondness for Muggles that has held him back at the ministry all these years. And Fudge thinks he lacks proper wizarding pride. And I'm like, fucking how dare you, Fudge, hold my boy Arthur back because he's rad.
1: Dude, the the level of hype that I get during this section where he's like like getting, getting the, the plans the band together, together and like getting the band back together yeah. is like when when the North finally recognizes Rob Stark as, like, not just the, like, the little bitch boy of, like, Ned's son, but they're like, alright. The king of the North! Yes, dude. And I'm just like, oh, it's going down. It's pretty good. It's
0: pretty good. Um, yeah, he's like, I need to get a message to Arthur. All those that can be persuaded of the truth must be notified, and he is well-placed to contact those in the ministry who are not as short-sighted as Cornelius, and Bill's like, I'll do it, I'll handle it, I'll go now. So, Bill, Molly, and Arthur snapping in action. I love it. Uh, Dumble tells McGonagall to get him Hagrid and Madame Maxime. Uh, this is definitely have something to do with the Giants. He's getting them in on it. We get a little bit more about that later. That's my theory anyway, but uh... oh, here's where <laughs> finally after all of this, of this dog just hanging out with them this entire time. Uh, oh, this, is a, like. this is a good scene yeah, i this like is this another a lot great scene. doubles like uh hey bro uh you need to transform and we need to just get this shit over with <laughs> get it all out in the open here and so he transforms into sneerious sneerious <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's real sneery that's sneery is
1: that the name of them when you ship them together
0: was severus and sirius <laughs> snape yes, and sirius, and <laughs> sirius. <laughs> uh snape not a fan he's like him what is he doing here and Dumbles like he is here at my invitation
1: as are you that severus. was an alan rickman voice uh, now
0: no it wasn't fuck off they're both british <laughs> Uh, Dumbledore's like, I trust you both. It is time for you to lay aside your old differences and trust each other. Harry thought Dumbledore was asking for a near miracle. Sirius and Snape were eyeing each other with the utmost loathing. Uh, he forces them to kiss and make up. They, they, they have to French each other just to prove that they're, uh, you know.
1: Oh, you forgot, you forgot to mention that the fudge gave harry the uh the winnings no i mentioned
0: left. that you just weren't paying attention
1: really yes <laughs> okay we can cut that out no keeping it <laughs> <laughs> um now you're gonna keep in the fact that i said we could cut it out <laughs> too, yep, huh? exactly. you fucker
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know how this game goes buddy uh, fuck me oh yeah Dumble's like uh you two are gonna have to get along because i have very important work for each of you fudge's attitude though not unexpected changes everything serious i need to set you off at once you are to alert he's really calling the banners here remus lupin i'm like fuck yeah lupin arabella fig don't know who that is not a great name not super excited uh, and then Mundungus Fletcher, and I'm like, oh, fuck yes, Mundungus Fletcher again, I can't wait. <laughs> Best name ever. Uh, and he says specifically, the old crowd. This is apparently just, yeah, it's like, oh, you know who. The, all those fuckers we used to hang out with. <laughs> like, you, you know who I want you to get. Uh, Lilo at Lupin's for a while. I will contact you there. Um, and then he turns, and, yeah, Sirius, uh, uh, lopes his way out as his giant black dog, and he's gone. Then.
1: oh, this Dumbled, is good.
0: Fucking Dumble. Severus. Said Dumbledore, turning to Snape. You know what I'm- a- That is an allen Rickman. Now I can't do the tumble again! Harry. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> you know what I'm gonna ask- must ask you to do? I've given up. If you are ready- If you are prepared, I am, said Snape. He looked slightly paler than usual, and his cold black eyes glittered strangely. Then good luck, said Dumbledore. And he watched with a trace of apprehension on his face as Snape swept wordlessly after Sirius.
1: (sighs) Oh, Oh, goddamn.
0: I am so hyped for my boy Snape. This is the most interesting shit we've ever gotten from him in this whole book it's been great but this is also so good I'm like I'm fully on board the Snape bandwagon even more than I ever have been and you know I've always been on that bandwagon (laughs) (laughs) so I'm very excited about this god Um, it's so
1: good
0: so here here's where we we start to get the, the realization Harry's kind of realizing to himself he feels guilty about what happened to Cedric. Um, Mrs. Weasley, Molly, bless her soul, trying to comfort him. She's like, it wasn't your fault. Harry's like, I told him to take the cup with me.
1: That's he, heavy because that is... I mean, it's that's heavy because it's true. I mean,
0: if, if Cedric hadn't gone with him, Cedric wouldn't have died. And Harry suggested this. And it, it sucks because Harry feels extremely guilty about this. And it's, you know how was he to know it's it's not his fault but at the same time it's like also kind of totally legit for him to feel like it is his fault it's rough it's so rough and this this is i love this moment so much uh it said mrs weasley set the potion down on the bedside cabinet bent down put her arms around harry he had no memory of ever being hugged like this as though by a mother Dude, I fucking ah, oh, it hits me in my soul. Like this is like it's the closest so sad, I've ever dude. come to like crying reading one of these books. Oh. it's like just such a pure moment and I love Molly so much. She's like the sweetest woman in the world. And it's just like Harry is like the full weight of everything is happening is really like hitting him here and now
1: dude it's so good it like makes me emotional dude it does like he just feels so
0: guilty and terrible and like so much is happening but like mrs weasley is just like there for him and is just like so loving and i love it so much it's great fuck it's so good and (laughs) and then this weird shit happened there was a loud slamming noise mr and mrs we or sorry mrs weasley and harry broke apart Hermione was standing by the window. She was holding something tight in her hand. Sorry, she whispered. And the chapter ends. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't have to wait long to figure out what this was all about. Um, goddamn, that was a really, really truly phenomenal chapter. Um, we had Dumbledore filing on all cylinders. We had corny fudge's amazing heel turn we had this fucking amazing moment with molly and harry
1: um firing off orders it just it just feels like like whoa man like shit is going now you
0: you've talked about and i think even sam and emily talked about it too about how the end of this book especially is like the turning of the tide like yes where the books shift, the whole series shifts into a different gear, or just, like, into this truly, like, adult story. And I assumed last week you were talking about, like, obviously, like, them killing Cedric and, like, Voldy coming back. And I think that's still partially true, but this here honestly feels like the most significant turn where it's like now they're like the wizard government is like fully involved in a way where they might have to like work against the government just to stop Voldy. And it's just like so much is happening in an interesting way. It's this chapter specifically was like a big, big turn. I felt like,
1: yeah, I, um, there is a girl on TikTok who does <laughs> who does Harry Potter videos, and uh, she put up a video recently, and I had never really thought about it or like heard it talked about in this way, but she she expressed how the first f- the first four books of the series almost can be individual. They all have their own, like, mystery. Like, they're all solving a mystery. and the end of the book, you figure out the mystery, right? Right. right. Um, you know, what's the Sorcerer's Stone? Who's Nicholas Flamel? Uh, what is the Chamber of Secrets? Um, you know, who, who's Sirius Black? Why is he after Harry? Blah, 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 right. blah, blah, right? And then this one, who put Harry's name into the goblet? Um, The last four or five chapters of this book, through the rest of the series goes from being, like, a mystery-based to mm. being just a straight-up, like, war saga. Right. Where it's, like, it, it's, you know, every aspect of the wizarding world is, like, is firing. Right. You know? Well,
0: Dumble's calling the banners, man. We it's, talked
1: about it's, it. it. It's so, and I, and yeah. I had like, although I, I've always known that to be true, known that, like, the end of this shifts the story. I've never looked at it, like, mystery for the, you know, for the last four books, and then oh. war saga for the last three books. Right. Um, but it's, I mean, it, it's a pretty solid, uh, take, I guess, so. Yeah,
0: the, the tonal shift here is definitely, like, very apparent. Um, okay, chapter 37, uh, I don't think there's nearly as much here. We should be able to get this, through this relatively quickly. Harry meets with the diggeries about Cedric. It's, it's real sad. He, he tries to give them the winnings, his winnings, his 1,000 galleons, I think it is, but they refuse. Um... People at school seem to be more believing of Rita's article even more so now because they don't know what happened to Cedric yet. They just know he's dead, obviously, and they're, like, suspicious and, like, side-eyeing Harry in the hallways, and, like, everyone seems to think he did some shady shit. Right. Um, I think this is Molly talking here. She says, or no, this is Ron, sorry, talking about Molly. She went to ask him if you could come straight to us this summer, but he wants you to go back to the Dursleys, at least at first. Why, said Harry. She said Dumbledore's got his reasons. I suppose we've got to trust him, haven't we? I feel like you should know why, Harry. Voldy literally told you in, like, two, two chapters <laughs> ago, buddy. He was like, as long as he's with blood relations, he'll be protected from Voldemort. So, you're a fucking idiot, Harry. You know exactly why. Um, they, they're they going to Hagrid's because they're like, oh, we there's no... Defense against the dark arts teacher anymore. We got we got this period free to go to Hagrid's. And I'm just like, uh, did the real Moody die? Shouldn't these lessons be even more important than ever now? Apparently not. Uh Moody didn't die, spoiler. We see him here at the end. Uh, but apparently they're just like, eh, you don't need those defense against the dark arts lessons anyway. Not like Voldy's back. Ha ha ha. <laughs> I
1: mean, the dude's been locked in a sex dungeon for fucking an entire school year. <laughs> it's true, he
0: has. But still, though, I mean, all hands on deck. Come on, these are important
1: lessons. That's that's fair. <sighs> um,
0: They go to Hagrid's. He says he's been having a, a cup of tea with... How do you pronounce this? O- Olympi? O- Olymp? It's apparently I- Madame Maxime's first name, I guess. That's what he calls her. Olymp? olymp i don't know it's o-l-y-m-p-e it's
1: dude so i never spicy. knew her first name
0: well i know more than you obviously um because ron's like who and he's like Madame Maxime. um and they're like oh you two have made up have you and haggard's like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> He's pretending like he was never pissed at her, even though he super super duper was. Hagrid's like, uh, he has a good line here about how he's like, No good sitting worrying about it. What's coming will come, and we'll meet it when it does. Uh, And I'm like, fuck yeah, Hagrid. That's a good line. Just like, you can't worry too much about the future. You just got to do what you can when it comes for you. He tells Harry, you did as much as your father would have done, and I can give you no higher praise than that. Um, Hagrid's, Hagrid's such a good dude. He says he's, yeah, so here he mentions he's like this secret that him and Maxime are doing. I'm not supposed to talk about it, not even to your lot. She might be coming with me. I think she will. I got her persuaded. So, yeah, definitely think they're going to be... Dumble, specifically, his envoy to, like, the Giants is my guess there.
1: It's a pretty um, solid guess.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, here, right after I would put that question in my notes, Moody is at the feast, uh, and I'm like, well, so he's not dead, and I don't know why he's still hanging around if he's not teaching them dark arts lessons, but whatever.
1: Um, well, I want you to know that, uh, that this great hall scene like the speech uh-huh. and everything is one of amanda's favorite like sections in this entire series
0: like in the books or in yeah. the movies yeah like in, in, in the, the books, books.
1: Okay. she also loves it in the movie but um, um yeah.
0: this was interesting so i i just put this in here sitting next to professor McGonagall was snape his eyes lingered on harry for a moment as harry looked at him his expression was difficult to read he looked as sour as uh, and unpleasant as ever. Um, Harry continued to watch him long after Snape had looked away. It just seems like Harry's starting to realize... There's almost, like, a change in their relationship a little bit. Um, it seems like Harry still hates him, but... There's kind of more this, I guess, a little bit of an understanding between them. I don't know. It's just a little interesting. Um... Because, yeah, Harry Harry is, like, ruminating on this a little bit more. He's why was Dumbledore so convinced that Snape was truly on their side? He had been their spy. Dumbledore had said so in the pensive. Snape had turned spy against Voldemort at great personal risk. Was that the job he had taken up again? Had he made contact with the Death Eaters, pretended that he had never really gone over to Dumbledore, that he had been, like Voldemort himself, biding his time? This was my theory immediately when... Dumble was talking to Snape in the last chapter. I was like, Dumble's going to ask him to basically go undercover again. I think is that, is that still to, where your heads at? That's 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 still where my heads at. I, I don't. I can't think of anything else that makes sense. And I find that's going to be a tough sell to old Voldy. How he's going to pull that off? Um. So we we talked last week with Sam and Emily about. <clears throat> I was trying to match up. I was playing the old match game of which Death Eater is Voldy talking about here. (laughs) Right. And he said one... I can't even remember how he phrased it, but basically he was like...
1: Like one's a coward.
0: One's a coward. He's not going to return. I'll kill him. That's got to be Karkle. And then he said, I'm pretty sure another one has left my service for good and he will also suffer.
1: And then the but, last one was was right, my his most servant, my most his
0: servant at right, at right Hogwarts, which is obviously Junior. Junior. So he seemed less certain about what I what I assume is Snape now for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. So maybe he can go successfully back undercover, but it, it still seems like a tough sell. Which is why maybe Dumble was like. This is a fucking tough ass, bro, but I gotta ask you to do so let it.
1: So, me, let me ask you this. Let me try uh-huh. and get some thought juices flowing. Okay,
0: get, get those juices flowing So me. So,
1: Dumbledore sent him off. I mean, this was a day... Or, I mean, I'm assuming the day previous right. or a couple days. That he was also
0: interesting. He sent him off, but now he's just back.
1: Uh-huh. S- so, so, unwrap that a little bit for me.
0: <laughs> I mean unless he was like sent to go and like retrieve something and he brought it back already i don't know what that would be
1: i mean i don't think i would be out of bounds by saying that that you've got it right with with his ask i mean you you're sure that's
0: i mean he still could be going he he could have gone back to Voldy already and be like nah dude I'm still undercover for you it's all good I'll I'm, I'm still at Hogwarts I'll feed you information and just come back
1: and do you think it would that conversation would just go that easy N-
0: no definitely <laughs> not that's why I said it's 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 gotta be a tough a tough but self. somehow Old Snape Voldy, is back but somehow Snape has made I mean perhaps pulled it off if this is really what happened that's I don't know. It's it's tough to say. It's
1: it's tough to I say, just, man. All I,
0: all I can say is that fucking Snape is really becoming more and more interesting and climbing my character power rankings by the <laughs> moment. Just because he's
1: fucking the most. Like, Dumbledore Dumbledore has got to be up there, dude.
0: He's climbed, but he's not as interesting as Snape is. He's cool. <sighs> Sure, but I'm not as like curious about the inner workings of Dumble as I am Snape if that
1: makes sense wow, that's crazy i just I just want to know everything I possibly can about Dumbledore. I love him.
0: I mean, I feel like I know a lot already and I know just less about Snape, and I just want to know more
1: mm. and and there's
0: just there's just more mystery surrounding Snape. Dumble wasn't a former death eater that I know of, <laughs> so that just makes him less interesting dumbledore wasn't a fucking spy snape is fucking jason Bourne over here
1: i mean but here's the thing like snape sucks and i think it would be for the greater good that people just care about dumbledore more
0: no i i know you have this dumble and snape agenda but i will not be letting you feed your agenda down my throat zach no more things down my throat (laughs) um anyway they, they give a beautiful, lovely toast to Cedric. Um, Cho is crying. Very sad. Cedric was a person who exemplified many of the qualities that distinguished Hufflepuff House. Dumble says he, she's really doing everything she can to build Hufflepuff back up after tearing them down for three books. Uh, he was a good and loyal friend, a hard worker, valued fair play. His death has affected you all, whether you knew him well or not. I think you have the right, therefore, to know exactly how it came about. Dumble's just dropping the bomb. Cedric Diggory was murdered by Lord Voldemort. He's like, the ministry does not want me fucking telling you this, but it is my belief that truth is... (laughs) I love how he says specifically. Truth is generally preferable to lies. (laughs) So he makes exceptions, basically. Uh, and that any attempt to pretend that Cedric has died as a result of an accident or some sort of blunder is an insult to his memory and I'm like fuck yeah Dumble that's, that's cool um Dumble also tells them what Harry did everything that he did to kind of save Cedric's body and bring it back and they toast to him as well all except the Slytherins cause they're fucking evil dicks um
1: Why do the Slytherins even fucking exist in this school?
0: Listen, this is one of my biggest questions about the series. I feel like I've asked you this specifically, and you always make excuses for it, but I'm like, they're literally teaching and training like a terrorist cell, basically, (laughs) in their (laughs) fucking school.
1: I mean, how do we arm this terrorist cell
0: in our school with the best possible weapons and magic? It's real dumb. It's real dumb. Um, so they don't toast, but I wrote this sentence down verbatim because I thought it was real, real stupid in so many ways. Dumbledore, who after all possessed no magical eye, did not see them. And I'm like, well, he's up at the head table facing all the tables. I don't think he should need a magical eye to see that the Slytherins don't toast Harry first of all. And also B, maybe he should have some magical eye if he can't even tell that Moody is not fucking Moody
1: That's funny, I, I don't think I've ever realized that it says Dumbledore it's, who has no magical eye. It's the dumbest <laughs> line. That's really was. so like stupid.
0: I was I was like <laughs> so furious at that line. It was like, let me make an excuse for why this goes past right over Dumble's head and make it real dumb. Um, Dumble makes a point to say to everyone, especially the Dermis and the Bowies, the because th- those students are still all there, even though Caracal's gone, that they need to be united against Voldy despite their differences. Voldy is very good at spreading discord uh, amongst people, but that you know, the only way they will defeat him is to be united in a single cause. He says, Remember, Cedric. Remember if the time should come when you have to make a choice between what is right and what is easy. Remember what happened to a boy who was good and kind and brave because he strayed across the path of Lord Voldemort. Remember Cedric Diggory. And I'm mad all over again that they killed my boy Cedric, but Ah. Robert Pattinson is so cool.
1: (laughs) Dude. That speech, man, that ending your speech is so heavy. It's
0: it's real good. Uh, Dumble making all kinds of good speeches here. This, this guy just gets all the good lines. Um, God, it's so good. Harry says goodbye to Fleur. She says, I hope we will see each other again, I hope. I am hoping to get a job here to improve my English. Ron is very good already. <laughs> Fleur smiles at him and Hermione scowls at Ron. It is recently come to my attention that uh, the Hermione Ron thing is going to be a thing. Uh, got spoiled a little bit there by a, a true good friend. Love you, Chaz. And,
1: um, what are friends for?
0: What are friends for? I, I don't like this. This is just, I feel like s- starting to lean into and set up that, and I'm not happy about it. I could th- talk th- another hour about how unhappy this makes me, but we'll have to move on. <laughs>
1: The one thing i that I have to ask because you know because now you know uh-huh. is I feel like because now you know and because you are not a fan of that outcome, uh-huh. I feel like time that foreshadowing or that groundwork comes up, you're going to think they're forcing it
0: I'm not going to think they're forcing it, I'm just going to be mad about it okay. every time it's brought up, i'm just going to be mad all over
1: okay. it okay because i i am of the crowd and there there there's a split crowd here but i am of the crowd that i do think that that they are perfect for each other and and i think i think it gets spelled out way more later in the series but i i just i just don't want you to be so turned off to the idea of that because i know you are which is fair because i know you don't like ron and i also don't like ron uh like, if you're trying to tell me you think they're perfect for each other because opposites
0: attract, I think you're an idiot and full of shit, and I don't want to be your friend.
1: Anymore. No, 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 no. It's it's not that. There, there's just there's just some stuff later it's look it's fine
0: all right yeah we we don't have to get big into this here i just i'm just like fucking hell uh i do think it's interesting that fleur apparently wants to work at Hogwarts. <laughs> i hope something comes of that because i think that might be cool and interesting so could be cool um Crum comes over to say goodbye to hermione uh he also tells harry that he likes cedric that cedric was always kind e- everyone love fucking loves cedric we just get all kinds of cedric love here
1: he's so much better than harry <laughs>
0: Fucking wish this story was about Cedric for sure.
1: Well, it'd be three books shorter if it yeah, was. Yeah, I mean Cedric.
0: listen, listen, I no offense, but that would also be kind of great. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um bah, 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 Crookshanks is mentioned on the train. He's just sitting there being a baller. That's all I have to say about that. I just have to mention it anytime Crookshanks is nearby. Um, and here's where we get the big Hermione reveal that I've been so curious about for so long. What the fuck is she up to? Uh, she this, this says, is my favorite thing. this is, this is pretty amazing. <laughs> it's I, so this, funny, this, this dude. This is so stupid and great.
1: Uh, <laughs> she
0: tells Harry that there's been almost nothing in the paper about what happened, that corny fudge is probably making them keep it quiet. Harry's like, Rita won't keep that shit quiet for long. Hermione's like oh yes she will bitch she won't write anything ever again unless she wants me to narc on her and they're like what the fuck are you talking about
1: well no no hold on wait the line specifically says not unless she wants me to spill the beans
0: <laughs> that's right she does says
1: why'd you spill your beans yeah. guys if if you haven't watched the lighthouse it's on Amazon. It's phenomenal. It's it's fucking batshit crazy. You could really watch
0: just it. watch the trailer for the lighthouse, and you'd get most of the wide you'd wide you spill your beans action that's, that That's you true, need. but but watch the movie. It deserves to be that. watched. It's, it's really it's good. A fucking batshit crazy movie. It's great. Um, <laughs> I just thought this was because it's like. I actually think she's not gonna write anything, not because you're gonna spill her beans, Hermione, but maybe because you've got her locked up in a damn jar. <laughs> this is I'm pretty so sure that's amazing. illegal. <laughs> Hermione just pulls out a jar that's got a beetle in it, and she's like, "Yeah." Turns out, readers, Rita's an unregistered animagus. She can turn, she could turn into a beetle. Uh, this would have been much funnier if it was a mosquito. Get it? Rita Skeeter? Eh, oh, eh, yeah, that would have been good. Eh, yeah. Um, I'm starting to think that any idiot can be an animagus. Like, they keep telling me how difficult it is, but fucking Peter <laughs> Pettigrew and Rita Skeeter are animagus. so...
1: Well, it doesn't come up anymore, so you're good. <laughs>
0: you fucking, you say that, but I don't feel like I can trust you.
1: Yeah, and that this is the last time we hear about Polly just also.
0: <sighs> Thanks for the spoiler, bud. Um,
1: I'm saying that in jest.
0: Oh lord. <laughs> um the Hermione caught her that night in the hospital wing that's what that weird business was at the end of the last chapter. Uh Hermione has been like dying to tell them this this whole time by the way but she's because she's a good friend and Harry's been going through a lot she's like held off uh which is also very funny because Hermione's like so excited to fucking tell them all about how <laughs> clever she is it's great Uh I love the bugging drops like the dude, bugging hints earlier my in the God, book God it's so stupid That's how she was getting all her stories all year. The walkie-talkie thing was Malfoy just, like, holding the beetle in his hand and telling her shit. (laughs) But I still don't know why Hermione did it in one of the chapters. She also, like, did the walkie-talkie thing. We talked about this with Sam and Emily, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) And I was so confused, and I'm still confused. This still doesn't make any sense. I think she's
1: just trying to, like, play it all out. Play it
0: out, yeah, I guess. Um... She says she's going to let her out when they get to London and that she can't write anything for a year or she's going to spill her beans. I was like, wait, can't she just, like, transform and bust out of the jar? Thankfully, Hermione does explain that. She put, like, a, a super unbreakable spell jar or whatever on her, so... <laughs> so fucking Rita Skeeter just shit out of luck. Just stuck in this jar as a beetle. It's so dumb, and I kind of am super into it. Um... Here's where Draco and his cronies come in talking shit about the Dark Lord being back and how Cedric was first, but they'll be next. And all three of them jump up, plus friend George from behind. <laughs> they come in from behind and blast him real good with various <laughs> shit. Uh, will there be any consequences for them doing magic out of school? Probably not, because inconsistent bullshit. It doesn't count on the train. Yeah, apparently not. It doesn't count a lot of places, except that one time that Dobby did magic in Harry's house and they fucking immediately knew about that. Um It all they checks fin- out, Scott. Yeah, it's it's magic. Uh they finally get the info out of Fred and George about the blackmail nonsense. <laughs> this is where <laughs> right. we finally get the Bagman <laughs> reveal that I've been waiting so long for. Uh <laughs> This, this red herring here, your favorite Scooby-Doo villain, red herring, <laughs> um, he's just crazy in debt because of gambling, and he can't pay back any any of these bets. He, Fred and George are going to blackmail him because he paid back their bet in leprechaun gold, which they made a deal about, just like vanishes or something. Right. Um, he made a big bet with the goblins that Harry would win, which is why he was trying to help Harry the whole time but the goblins also welched on that bet Uh, they said Harry tied with Cedric so he didn't win his bet even (laughs) and he ran off right after the third this whole thing is so fucking stupid Uh, Harry gives Fred and George his winnings and tells them everyone needs some jokes right now he's like hey open your joke shop everyone can use a good joke Um, then he threatens to hex them if they don't take his money (laughs) weird. <laughs> they're like, dude, we can't take your money. He's like, no, I'll fucking hex your asses. I know some good ones. And they're like, fuck, okay, dude. Uh, he gets off the train. Molly tell- gives him a big old hug again, says she thinks Dumble will let him come later in the summer. I don't know why it matters what time of year it is for him needing to be under Voldy's protection, but whatever. And that's the end of the book. Um, that's the final chapter. We wrap it all up. Uh, holy shit. This book was long as hell. I, (laughs) it was in this final chapter. I, I sent this screen capture to Zach when I'm taking my notes. I I read these books on Kindle on my phone. And when I'm taking notes, if I want to get something particularly right or like a particular quote, I will just copy and paste to my notes. And this book has been long as shit and I've also done quite a bit of copy and pasting because there's been some very specific shit that I want to get right in this final chapter Kindle told me like hey you've copied too much shit in this book you can't do it anymore fuck you direct <laughs> quote from Kindle I really hope that it's
1: just for this book I
0: really hope it is too because I am fucked otherwise uh, yeah that tells you how long this goddamn book is too long uh thankfully that was in the final final chapter because i would not have made it without my copy and paste magic um so yeah
1: how you feeling scotty let's go man you gotta hit me with the final thoughts yeah
0: i have a few here um this book was mostly very good dumble and snape in particular became much better much more interesting characters in this book by a lot Ron somehow managed to get worse. Harry is mostly the same. I I, I go back and forth between disliking him greatly and just tolerating him. Um, Hermione still tragically underutilized is my feeling on (laughs) most of the main characters here. Um, The twists at the end were pretty yikers. uh, Undermined a lot of the other cool stuff that happened at the end corny fudges i said this corny fudges heel turn was handy handled perfectly polyjuice moody jr not so much uh it's like hey here's a 101 class on how to do a really good twist and how to do a really bad twist here um not that the corny fudge thing was really a twist per se but it was you know similar circumstances that was just like oh boy uh, I harped on this a lot in the last episode, so I'm not going to go into it too much. Voldy should have killed Cedric. I, it, it just would have been so much more impactful. End of story. Pettigrew has never shown me that he's capable of doing fucking anything. And it was Voldy's damn wand anyway, so just have him do it. I just, that's, that's a gripe I will not let go of.
1: Just I'm just alright with that. I, I'm okay with that only because I, because I hate Pettigrew also. He just, he sucks. Like, I just like I, I think him. to what Sam and Emily were saying like in last episode about like what Cedric's death represents, like I'm a hundred percent on yeah, that. That makes and sense. I think totally. I think you are as well. Yeah. Um. You know who specifically did the killing? Sure. I I I fucking hate Pettigrew, So sure. Yeah. I I, think I it feel like cool. it
0: would have had the exact same impact of Voldy not even giving a shit about this spare as if he had just done it himself, and. I just think it would have been more consistent with what we've seen from Voldy and Pettigrew but again I won't go too much more into that because I harped on it a lot in the last episode Uh, also Ron really sucked a lot of the enjoyment out of like five chapters in the middle of that book those are my two big main gripes well I guess three Uh, the moody turn Voldy not killing Cedric and Ron super sucking through a lot of that other than that a lot of stuff was was perfectly fine um, I kind of already mentioned this, but I'll mention this again here real quick. I have a lot of trouble buying that A, no one, especially Dumble, has a way of seeing through polyjuice or some kind of countermeasure against it, and B, this kid is like a perfectly good actor to an extent that a bunch of Moody's close friends couldn't tell it was him. That is a suspension of disbelief a bit too far for me.
1: So, I... My headcanon is that... Nobody's truly, like, a friend of Moody's. Sure. They, they just know him and, and, and know...
0: Well, they sure seem to say that at least Dumble is. I, at the very least, Dumble.
1: Like, would you... Okay, uh, this is a fucking weird... I don't know how my brain went here, but... Would you say that McConaughey and, and uh, Woody Harrelson's characters in True Detective are friends...
0: Uh yes, very much so. Did you see the end of that series?
1: <sighs> okay, yes. I guess that was a bad example. Like, <laughs> what I am saying is, like, like they, everybody, like, is around him enough, and he's such a, a personality. Right. Like, he's such a he sticks out like a like a sore thumb that such everybody a fucking like weirdo knows him. Like, but I don't. I legitimately don't actually think that like Dumbledore and Alistair are like like friend like boys. You know, um i think there's just a lot of mutual respect between them
0: but he should know him well enough to know that you're not acting exactly like again man
1: dumbledore has a, a very bad really bad habit of knowing that something's up but letting them play out to see what it is and or uh just blind like letting not even just like hey i trust you so i'm not gonna like look into something but just like i'm i I trust my staff and the people that i hold closely to me that i i don't there's i don't even see anything that needs to be looked into like it's just completely over his head
0: i can buy the angle that you first said there of Dumble just being like something seems a little off here but i guess i'll just let it play out to see what happens i mean he literally says that that earlier in the book a little bit more where he's just like yeah something's not right here but i guess i'll let this roll because what the fuck ever i can buy that side of dumple a little bit more even though it's like dude you almost got your boy fucking harry killed because of this but also that's happened in like every book so far so yeah whatever uh it's a
1: reoccurring thing it it's you know just get over it yeah don't let it bog you down and you'll enjoy the series more
0: <laughs> okay yeah can't let small details like the bi- big giant twist of this book to bog me down um the triwizard tournament and the new characters bought, brought was a great wrinkle that made the day-to-day school stuff way more interesting fully on board with all of that the, the tasks in and of themselves were just like they were fine they didn't like boggle my mind any of them but just the idea of the tournaments, and, like I said, just having the other schools there, having those characters be a part of the everyday life was just, yeah, made everything way more interesting, like with the Yule Ball, even, for example, and shit. So that was great. I loved that device as a way of just making the everyday school stuff more interesting.
1: Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I agree.
0: And last thing here, I am very excited for what the end of this book sets up. Um, I'm assuming, I know the name of the next book is... Order of the Phoenix. I'm assuming this Order of the Phoenix is like the resistance group or whatever you want to call it that Dumble is like basically calling his banners here for. He's Getting the it band up. back together. Yeah, getting this band back together. Uh I can only assume that is the Order of the Phoenix. I could be wrong, but uh That's whether it is or not pretty
1: solid guess.
0: Yeah, I'd say it's a pretty <laughs> solid guess. Especially <laughs> considering <laughs> your boy Dumble is known for having a, a baller pet phoenix. So, uh, I assume that definitely has to be the case. Either way, this whole kind of three-way battle of Voldy versus this resistance, Dumble's resistance versus the Ministry of Magic is, like, pretty fucking interesting. And I like where that could go.
1: I, uh, okay, so before, before I kind of get to my very last thing here... Mm -hmm. I need to know
0: i need to know
1: who who won the book for you
0: i knew you were going to ask me this and this is the toughest one i have i have thought about this for
1: yeah a, i had a feeling this would be really hard okay let's break this today. down into two yes two categories
0: joke answers and real
1: answers because <laughs> <laughs> the joke answer is still crookshanks <laughs> Okay, who who is your favorite in this book? And okay. who who won the book? Like who uh, sure. who did the most? Who like fucking brought that shit home?
0: My first instinct was to say
1: Dumble. For your favorite?
0: Well, for I, I wasn't really thinking of it in those terms. I was just thinking of like who who won the book? Who was the MVP okay. of the book? Okay. The more I thought about it, I was like, he has like two really, really fucking incredible chapters, mm-hmm. which is basically like the pensive chapter and the the one we just talked about with, with corny fudge and everything. Right. And he's not in it a ton the rest of the way. So even though he did ball out hard in those chapters, can I give it to him based on that alone? And I think I still can because there's just nobody else really majorly stepped up in a way that like I was like, oh no, fuck yeah, it has to be this person. Um, I liked Cedric a lot, um, but I don't know that I would call him... <laughs> I don't know if I could say that him getting killed makes him the MVP of this book. Um, I did like Cedric a lot, though. It's I would probably say my favorite... Is either Snape or Cedric, but who actually won the book is it has to be Dumble. I mean he kicked ass in those few chapters. And nobody else really like Hermione did her usual cool stuff, but like it's just par for the cur- par for the course for her at this point. Right.
1: Um see I, I think I would go as far as, like, favorite for the book specifically, I think Moody kept it the most interesting throughout the whole book.
0: But see, like, eh, yes, but, like, everything she did at the end totally undermined all the Moody stuff for me. It just killed it.
1: That's... Uh, that's fair. I do I do agree with that.
0: Like, I, 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 I was big into Moody, and you know that. So,
1: let, let me actually... Let, let me do this for you. Let me Let me say this. Um... Slipping in the fact that that
0: oh, Junior, slipping it in,
1: <laughs> slipping it in, <laughs> slipping in the fact that Junior kept m- the real Alistair Moody alive in order to question him and learn about him and like be able to more effectively replicate him. Uh, the Moody that you loved throughout the book is a pretty fucking true representation of the real Moody. Now, if whether you like that idea or not the real version of Moody that we're going to get because he is alive uh, is, like, sometimes I forget that this was an (laughs) imposter this entire movie or this entire book.
0: This is, like, this is going to be a weirdly specific reference, but Beer Fest, when it's, like, uh, what is the name of the fat guy that dies and then his like identical twin brother comes in and takes (laughs) his place and he's like oh yeah I know all you guys' names and he told me everything about you so it'll be like Landfill it's like it'll be like Landfill never left and it's just that's the big gag is that they kill off Landfill but then his brother comes in and fulfills the exact same role as Landfill.
1: It's basically that. God damn it! Look I mean again he's such a character everybody knows how he is so it's like I mean, he's like that. He is a batshit, crazy old dude. All of that stuff was true. You know what I mean? Um, so I, guess, I, I, think, I think that you will still like him and still enjoy him.
0: I'm sure I probably will, but you're just making me think about this more and question more of, like, why was he, like, teaching Harry fucking stuff that actually could help protect him against Voldy and shit? Like, why are you undermining your own job, my guy? What's your, what's your plan there? Teaching him how to resist the Imperius curse? What, what... What are you fucking doing?
1: I mean, I'm pretty sure that like, to somebody who admires Voldemort that much. He probably
0: thought Harry had no chance no matter what.
1: It was no chance. Yeah, that's exactly what it was.
0: Still though. Still Um,
1: though. To follow up on what I was saying though, the person that won the book, the way I'm looking at it is like the person who like made the biggest advancement. I mean, I have to give it to Voldemort. That's Voldy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Definitely. That's Voldy. But I don't give a shit about Voldy.
1: Scott, buddy, um I am so excited.
0: I've told you before there's there's so much good things and there's so much to like, but what continually worries me, what it boils down to is Voldy versus Harry does not interest me hardly
1: at all. I think and that's a problem I think. <laughs> I think, you know, man, I've got to say, I think that that's still okay. Okay. Like, I I think that 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 takes, although it will eventually be that. I think that there's no hiding that, right? Sure, sure. To get to that point, even when you get to that point, it's not like, oh, it's the showdown. It's not like, oh, it's... Harry V. Voldi, you know, like sure. get fucking hype. It's like there's there's been so much that have that's that's had to ha- happen in order to get there that that sure. is what it's about. Okay. Um, Fair enough. You know, and like like, I guess th- this may be an oversimplification of things, but like, I don't care about seeing Frodo throw a ring into, you know, lava. Like, I don't. I'm sorry. You, you know have I mean? no soul then. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I said. I'm sorry. You have no soul then. <laughs>
1: You know, like, like that How fucking dare you? It's it's like again, it's an oversimplification, but like it's it's everything that happens along the way that sure. is ev and, and everybody shares that story rather than it just being like Frodo. Because look, dude, Frodo sucks.
0: I mean Ganda
1: <laughs> <laughs> That might be the most creepy scene in all it's, of cinema.
0: It's real creepy. Um yeah, I, there is I will say, let me put it this way. For now, there is enough interesting stuff happening around just the boil it down to its most basic components of Voldy versus Harry that is keeping me interested. So as long as that continues,
1: mm-hmm. then we'll be fine. Um Yeah, no, I think I think that I feel strong that that, that that'll be the case. Okay. Uh Next book. Uh-huh. I am struggling so hard to think if you're going to enjoy it or not. Interesting. It's so different.
0: Oh, boy. The way you, the way your voice changed there, I'm not sure what to think.
1: I, well, I am not a massive fan of this next book, but okay. it, I think it has a lot of the stuff that you enjoy to read. What? Like
0: weird goofy shit
1: it's got it, it does have some of that yes but like it's got more more about characters are written like you get more character interaction sure uh which i think you'll enjoy oh, yeah. um let me
0: ask you this i know i i wanted to ask you this uh, this just came to mind you when we started goblet of fire i think you said the fan base on this one is kind of split yeah is what is it because of like the moody stuff that people that don't like this book are are down on it
1: um i think it's because
0: or am i like alone in that
1: (laughs) well you're talking about like the reveal at the end yes yes correct yes it's very split that that a, that specifically that. is very split. Okay. I I like I don't like it. Right. Uh, but there are a lot of Harry Potter fans who who adore it. Okay. Right. Um I was just curious about that. Yeah, I that. think I, I think was... so I was messaging when we were recording last week with Sam and Emily. Uh, I was messaging I think it was Emily who was responding and I asked like do you like the reveal? And she was like, "Oh yeah, I love it." Hmm. Interesting. And, You know, I mean, like, and I, like, I get it again. I think I said this a little bit earlier, like how some people are like, it's, it's so much more of a left field, um,
0: turn than anything anything that you, that
1: you've experienced in this series before that, that it's like in that aspect, it's a little bit refreshing. I just think like, if you really, really, really are like dissecting it, you're like, I don't know that this all should really make sense.
0: Right. It's I have given these books plenty of shit for not being subtle before, but this, like, goes to, like, the opposite extreme of, like wow you didn't want me to be subtle scott i'm gonna make something up that makes no goddamn sense that you'll yeah. never see coming it's it, so it, it's i get it rough. i'm a hypocrite
1: <laughs> but anyway i i think overall you're gonna like the next book I'm, I'm just trying to get my prediction out there because i feel like i do this okay. at the end of every book um sure you're gonna meet one of my favorite characters who i have intentionally not talked about a lot Ooh. just because i want to see your thoughts you always give character? me this
0: tease about, oh, this character you're gonna fucking love, blah, blah, blah.
1: I just... Oh, man. I just, like, legitimately, if you don't like this character, I I might, like, not be friends with you ever. Is
0: it Mundungus Fletcher? <laughs> Because that's all I care about. <laughs> the is true Munk MVP of the fucking series, yes. dude. Yes, fucking great.
1: him awesome. and uh, he's gonna in ride into battle with fucking Crookshanks and just kill Voldemort yes. by himself. Hell
0: yeah! <laughs> just send him and Crookshanks <laughs> and Lockhart after Voldy, and we can wrap this book up in a paragraph.
1: <laughs> yep. Um, all right, buddy. So last thing, uh, let's let's hear your newfound rank. Uh,
0: yes. Uh, four, two, three, one.
1: 4 2 3 1.
0: I think I've changed. I think at the end of 3, I said 3 2 1. Right. But the more, the further away I've gotten from 3, the more I've thought about it. I less, I like 3 less and less, if I'm being honest. Okay. Uh, and 2, I think I just had the most fun with. Um, I remember a lot of just having a good time with Lockhart. And, you know, the stuff with Tom Riddle at the end was cool. One, I don't remember. I, one, barely exists in my mind. Is that book utter shit cuz it sure seems like in my <laughs> mind that it's utter shit.
1: I mean comparatively like in terms of like reader's capability, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like baby's first magic book. Yeah. And then Harry said to the evil wizard, "You're a bad wizard."
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. man.
0: Four, two, three, one. That's my new Four, ranking. Two, this book three, was one. easily number one. Like, I mean, this shit turned it up to eleven for sure.
1: Hell yeah! I think I think you're gonna feel like that and then some about book six. Okay. That's <sighs>
0: yeah. A, well, that's gonna be sixteen months from now. I can't <laughs> wait.
1: <laughs> fuck. All right. Well, shit, man. We are running long Hell as yeah. fuck. Jesus, Over two these- hours on the clock right now. I don't know how much we'll get cut out, but yeah. Damn. Yeah, Uh, indeed. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight, guys. As always, we appreciate you guys for hanging out with us for as long as you have. It means a ton. And you know the drill. Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, at We Don't Want a Pod. Let us know some thoughts. Tell Scott how wrong he is. Tell me how right I am. Uh, Tell a friend about the show if you haven't already. That goes a long way, and it is always appreciated.
0: Maybe tell two friends while you're at it.
1: Yeah, and definitely leave our show just running on repeat.
0: (laughs) All the time, on loop.
1: Loop that (laughs) shit, baby. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we appreciate it, guys. Have a good night. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight, guys. We appreciate you guys, as always, hanging out with us as mu- as long as... Well, that's going to do it for us tonight, guys. We appreciate you for hanging out with us as long as you have, because this has been a fucking ride. I think I'm going to do that one more time.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't. Uh...